This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 796 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Conrad Schumacher joins the Dressage Radio Show co-hosts for today's tip for a revealing look at making a better rider, learning feel, cantering, and being through, through the neck. That's a lot. And we'll get right to our riding tip right after this tip for shopping from equestriancollections.com. Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This week, I would like to feature an item that we have that not everybody has in stock because it's for men. Men have an awful hard time finding riding attire. That is true. And we have purchased some RJ Classics Extreme Soft Shell Show Coat in men's in navy. These are perfect for the hunter ring. Um, they are um, men's sizing and we have them in stock. It's only $228. These extreme soft shells are very cool. They're quite a bit cooler than your regular wool coat. It's also washable. And apparently, from what I understand, these new soft shell products are all the rage on the hunter scene right now. So we went ahead because we understand our men riders have a horrible time finding stuff, and we have quite a few of these in stock and ready to ship today. So look for the RJ Classics Extreme Soft Shell Show Coat in men's. And I like the fact that you have shorts, regulars, and longs, so that's a good thing. And yep. you, you can find all the different options and sizes on the website at equestriancollections.com. Yep, we hope to see all of our men giving us a call. We also have a lot of other men's items. We do try and keep the men in our site. And don't forget, you can follow Equestrian Collections on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search for Equestrian Collections, and like them there. That's equestriancollections.com. Well, it is an honor this evening to have my mentor and teacher, Conrad Schumacher, here with us this evening. Conrad, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me here. <laughs> well, we've had a very wonderful weekend of clinics here at, at Maplecrest Farm, and we even have a very unusual setup. You are sitting in the indoor, and I'm in my apartment, and so we're in the same location but not quite sitting together this evening. But one of the questions, and, and I really had to think about what to ask you, uh, because you, you are such an amazing teacher, is you always say to riders, and when you give a clinic, that you are making a rider and not making a horse. Can you, tell, can you kind of start the conversation about what you mean by saying that? Well, I made the experience in the dressage um, business that um, the horses develop only really well when the rider is good. Actually, riders are making the horses. And that is one, one reason. The other reason is I've trained a lot of young riders in my life. It's more than three and a half thousand all over the world. And maybe like 2,000 in America. 
And um, when you train young riders, you have to train the rider. You have to make them understand the giving of the aids and how things are working together. And so this is my background, and this is my experience, and because of that, I train riders primarily, and uh, the riders later, they make them the horses good, and the horses become successful. This is so true. I mean, I, I started riding with you, oh goodness, it's about 20 years ago. Um, so I have personally had several horses that we've worked together um, and, and it's very true as we go through, um, the scale and, and, and the scale of training and learning every horse is different and, um, you have to be able to, to change to different horses. So we also talk a lot about, uh, feel and learning about feel and how we, we feel and teach and, and learn what feel is. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. I mean, the difficulty in teaching a rider is that you have to teach technical uh, the giving of the aids. Uh, this is relatively easy because you can describe it by words. And it's also logical and someone who is intelligent understands that right away. But then you have to teach the feel because the giving of the aids has also two aspects. It's not only the technical aspect, it has the aspect of the timing of the aids. And the timing of the aids cannot be done with the brain. It can be done only when you have learned to feel. Now, when you talk about feel, that doesn't help the rider because words don't cover that, really. So my way of teaching is I produce together with the rider and the horse situations where the field will come up, and then I tell the rider in that moment, that's it. And then I do hope that the riders remember, and I do that often, and then I do it in variations, and after a while, the riders will learn to feel. And then we have the prerequisite of giving the aids in a good way. So tell us, you know, when you start talking about the, the technical aspect, and, I, and let's talk a little bit, let's say, about um, picking up the canter, because we, we saw that a lot, or I saw that a lot today as we went through. We had young horses to Grand Prix horses, and, you know, we had the young ones who had to learn to pick up the canter by going through the neck. And when you, when you start talking about giving the aids in that moment, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, when you want to proceed from a... Trot, for example, with the young horse into the canter. So technically, it is the weight of the rider must be on the inside seat bone more than on the outside seat bone. That has to do with the balance, and you can achieve that easily by pushing your inside leg a little bit further down. And then the horse must have um, a nice um, flex to the inside that is technically done with your inside hand to turn the wrist carefully to the inside and the outside rein stands passive at the neck and then your inside leg which is down because of the seat position is assisted by the outside leg which is a little bit behind the girth 
and then you have the right position of rider and horse, and then you can close the legs, and this will make the horse tendering, but it might be that a young horse, which has never done that before, has to learn that and understand that. That may take a little while, but then the horse has understood and then it goes. So this is technically described relatively easily. But the moment when you actually ask for this canter, that would be then the moment where you feel that the horse is ready for it. And this is now the second part of the piece. Right, exactly. And that's that's the tough part. And today we worked a lot also um, on giving in the neck. And we started in the halt. Uh, and we would take this all the way to the canter transition or to Piaf if, if appropriate for the horse. So talk to us a little bit about when you're dealing with neck position in the halt, for example. How, how do you feel uh, with your, your seat and your legs to get the horse round or keep the horse round that way? Well, I mean, first of all, this is what I do a lot with all the riders and the horses to do it in the halt. Um, with the, giving the horse a good neck position because in the hall, the horse as well as the rider, they have nothing to do but concentrate just on that neck. They don't move, so they have a great possibility to develop the field, both of them. The horse feels good when the neck is well rounded, and the rider feels this as well, and then you can do exercise. In the hall, a slight flex to the left, a slight flex to the right. Then you can give one side from your wrist and take the other side. Uh, or you keep both hands steady and wait until the horse has given the neck and so on. You can make the crest of neck flip over to the left or flip over to the right, depending on what you want to do. And when you have that done, then there is so much understanding between horse and rider, that later when you go for the walk and for the trot and for the canter, you save a lot of time when you when you exercise it like that. And you also, when you have to make one rounded in the horse, you can let the horse stretch down. And the horse will try to seek the deep outline, and then you retake the reins. So you can train in the halt, um not only the neck positions and the flex, you also can train the stretching and the retaking of the reins. And when the rider can do that, then he rides way better because he's always able to reward the horse in the right moment. The reward comes by a lightening of the contact or the stretching. Yeah, and it works, ladies and gentlemen. I will tell you, I worked a lot on that today on, on the young horses especially, and it was very, very helpful. And that's a wrap. Look for the remainder of this conversation from the Dressage Radio Show on a tip coming up next week. And if you enjoyed Reese chatting about all things dressage, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. You can also find lots more tips about topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.